This is Israeli Technology Founders Speak, a podcast of conversations with successful Israeli high-tech and biotech entrepreneurs, with your host, Avraham Hermon. Alon Ben-Nun is the CEO and co-founder of Neurosense Therapeutics, a clinical stage drug development company offering groundbreaking treatment for ALS patients, as well as other neurodegenerative diseases. Avraham sat down with Alon in the Neurosense offices in Herzliya to discuss the inspiration for creating a new ALS treatment, how to create results using a small team, raising money, dealing with investors, the mentality of a startup founder, the role of patents in biotech companies, and much more. This podcast is a creation of J.M.B. Davis Ben David, an intellectual property law firm serving clients around the world. You have great innovations. We keep them safe. It's not just enough to have a great startup idea. If you don't legally protect your innovations, products, and brand, anyone can claim them as their own. We help you keep your great innovation secure. Learn more by going to jmbdavis.com. That's jmbdavis.com. Welcome, Alon. I'm happy to be here in Neurosense's office in Herzliya. What problem does Neurosense solve? Neurosense Therapeutics was established first and foremost to find an effective treatment for ALS patients. But currently we are doing more than that. We are also developing treatments for additional neurodegenerative diseases such as Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's disease. These are the main problems that we are trying to solve here and advancing the development programs. Why specifically ALS? What's uh, special about ALS that you decided to focus on? And for our listeners, ALS is also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. It's a debilitating neurodegenerative disease that leaves people eventually paralyzed and can lead to death? Great question. In 2016, I met an ALS patient called Shai Rishoni. Shai at that time was already completely paralyzed and could communicate only via his eyes through a computer software. And still, this meeting was very impactful for me. It was uh, inspirational since the guy next to me was who couldn't move a muscle in his body, had so much charisma, and he told me, again, via the computer software, what he's doing in order to advance solutions that will assist ALS patients. And I thought to myself, he's doing so much more than I am in a week. And perhaps there is something I can do with great colleagues of mine and friends who are scientists. And in 2016, need to uh, see what can be done in order to facilitate an effective treatment for ALS patients. And this is how we started our basic research. You collaborated with scientists. Can you expand a little bit about that, how that collaboration started and how that uh, developed your company? So I was in the pharmaceutical industry for uh, several years at that time. And uh, I had a consultancy firm and worked with uh, dozens of uh, small biotech companies and many scientists. And there are scientists that I really appreciate. And I thought that uh, if we can uh, work together on this puzzle of ALS, then maybe we can advance a good solution for the benefit of ALS patients. And I approached uh, friends of mine, I can call them friends now, it's not just colleagues, and asked them to go to this venture with me and see where can we find or how can we find the mechanisms of action or the pathological pathways that needs to be treated 
in this very complex disease, which molecules uh, or what kind of solutions can we offer in order to eventually slow down the disease progression or stop it altogether. The treatments that are out there today for ALS, how do they solve the problem and or do they solve the problem of ALS? And what's the gap that's needed? So currently there are two approved treatments in the United States, one from 1994 called Rylozole. It is also considered as the standard of care, but it is known to expand the lifespan of the patients by about six, uh, six months, which is mm-hmm. definitely not sufficient in a disease that the average lifespan is about four years from diagnosis to gain six additional months. It's not enough. Definitely not for the patients and their families. The other treatment is slowing down the disease progression for a certain group of a subgroup of ALS patients by 30%. So it's good for this subgroup of patients, but it's not good enough, that's for sure. And there is also many patients who cannot benefit from this other drug. So definitely there is a huge unmet need here. And we are trying to bring an effective treatment that can slow down the disease progression drastically to all the patients, or at least to um, many of the patients that are suffering from this disease. And I just need to mention that it's a very complex disease, and this is why one cannot expect that one drug will be beneficial for all the patients in a very uh, sufficient manner. You mentioned that you, you had a consultancy business, and then you took the step to start your own company. What sort of message do you have for people that are starting their own companies or have their own, their own ideas to be able to take the ideas and bring them to fruition? So first of all, I would say that they need the courage to do it. They need a vision to believe in what they are about to do. And of course, to be persistent. They must know that it's a long road. And if they cannot be persistent, they shouldn't start it from the first place. But if they are, and they know that they believe in the, the idea, and think that it's important for the world to be introduced to their idea, so they should uh, pursue it, of course. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned uh, products for neurodegenerative disease, and in particular, ALS. What additional products would you like to develop, and how are they connected to your current product? Well, we are already working on the development of a novel product for Parkinson's disease, and just initiating a preclinical program in uh, Alzheimer's disease as well. Additional ideas are there, and we are now making sure that we'll be able to uh, execute them with enough funding. So as a company that's developing solutions for neurodegenerative disease, how do you know which direction to take? You see, there are probably a lot of options open in front of you. How do you decide which one is the best one for you to take? Well, you don't always know in advance which direction to take. But when you have a high-level roadmap, it is more clear what needs to be done to achieve your goals. Still, when you encounter challenges, you always recalculate and consider thoroughly what is the best way to proceed forward. As a small company, we are obligated to be creative since we don't have the resources uh, such as a big pharma. So Mm -hmm. we encounter a problem, we are recalculating again according to some kind of roadmap that we have, according to our vision, of course, to our goals, and then we execute. We make a fast decision relatively, which is also important in, the, in, in this business, mm-hmm. and execute. So you're constantly looking out for where you're going vis-a-vis the roadmap and trying to figure out the best way to get to your goals. 
Absolutely. And of course, we are consulting. Uh, we have uh, many consultants per each discipline mm-hmm. that is uh, required here in this business of uh, developing a pharmaceutical compound. And eventually, the responsibility is on me and the decision-making is a part of uh, the day-to-day job that uh, we do here. Let's talk a little bit about inventions. How do you encourage development of inventions here in the company? First of all, we have a group thinking about uh, what are the next uh, issues that uh, needs to be addressed. We raise ideas uh, in uh, different uh, methodologies. I do encourage the team to be very creative and throw any idea that they have in mind, even if it sounds stupid uh, sometimes, because uh, this is how you drive eventually the thinking of others and converge into a, a new idea eventually. And then, of course, uh, once we consider this, uh, this idea is a good one, then an IP is, of course, uh, at stake. And uh, then I come to you, Avram, and consult with you if this is patentable or not, and proceed from there. Yeah, I guess in our industry, in the pharmaceutical industry, no one doubts the importance of strong IP. How many inventions do you come up with before one is successful? Well, if I look at it internally, I think that uh, there are about uh, 10 ideas that we are screening through until we find one that uh, might be uh, a good one to proceed with. It's a very rough number, but I would say that uh, one out of uh, 10 or 20 ideas can eventually uh, see the day of light. Mm. Tell me a little bit about what stage you're at and uh, when we could see a product in the market. Currently with, the, uh, with Prime C, which by the way is called after uh, or is a tribute to Shai Rishoni, Rishoni in English uh, translates to Prime, and it's also a Prime combination of uh, two, uh, two compounds. So with Prime C for ALS, we just completed successfully a phase 2A study, and we are proceeding uh, to a pivotal trial in ALS patients. We estimate that the drug may be introduced uh, to the patients in the market by 2024. What advice do you have for entrepreneurs who are interested in building a successful business and are just starting out? I suggest that first, again, they should believe in the business, in the idea, in the sustainability of, uh, of the, the business that they are considering. They should have a very strong team and partners with them to go forward. Again, persistence and uh, make fast decisions. They must be optimistic with their uh, thinking and, and ideas. And basically, they should be, to some extent, of course, uh, visionary and pursue their, uh, I will say, dream. But, uh, you know, to, to make this dream come through, they should execute, execute, and execute. So persistence, having a dream, and uh, not giving up, being optimistic. Of course. So you had mentioned teamwork, and that is what brings up new ideas, and that's how you work together. How is this last year, which has been a little bit complicated because of the coronavirus, how has that impacted your teamwork? I assume that uh, it did impact to some extent our teamwork, but uh, not in a negative way. We managed in a creative way to move forward as a team. We still met quite a lot, even though uh, we had some lockdowns in Israel. We were successful and uh, lucky enough to run the study in Israel, the clinical trial in Israel, in an efficient manner without any impact from uh, COVID-19. Of course, we don't know the implications of of, uh, this virus on uh, the patient's uh, population in general, but still we received very good readouts from the clinical trial. So both with regards to the teamwork and with regards to the execution of what we are doing, we were quite successful, or I should say very successful, actually. Where do you see your business 
in five years down the road? Perfect question, Avram. In five years from now, I see that the neurosense will propose ALS patients prime C as a standard of care. Neurosense will also work at that time on additional uh, developments for uh, Alzheimer's disease and Parkinson's as we already started, and probably additional indications as well. So do you have the capability for growing and uh, manufacturing? How is that going to work? Right now, Neurosense is a small company. Uh, how many employees do you have? Six employees. So to be on the market with a drug in about three years or so, how is that going to work? I think that uh, the number of employees shouldn't affect or as a potential success for a company. Eventually, we're working with dozens of consultants. We're mm-hmm. doing it very efficiently. And uh, of course, we do plan also to grow and the team will, will uh, expand. And I think that's uh, quite um, realistic and quite safe to say that even a small company in the ALS domain can bring an effective treatment to the market. There are a few uh, companies that already proved it in other indications, and uh, th- there are no obstacles that uh, uh, we encounter that we cannot pass eventually. It's maybe because we are a small company and we can find creative ways to solve things quite fast. That's impressive that you're already in, in clinical trials and still maintain a small number of people. Not many companies can get to this stage, I think, without a lot more investment of manpower. Avram, I want to tell you a little story about a VC that told me once a few years ago that one cannot move forward with such a small team and such small budget. And I told them at that time that I think that they are wrong and you don't need to spend millions of US dollars on salaries in order to advance the drug development program. What you need to do is to find a way to work efficiently, to find the right people that will be a part of your team, the right people to be uh, your consultants, that they believe in you and in what you're doing and in the drug that you're developing. And I have to tell you that actively we didn't raise a lot of money and still people are working with us because sometimes they don't get paid, they get options. Mm-hmm. And it only shows that they believe in the program and it's important for them to advance the program and it's just working in a, in a better way many times. Mm-hmm. So you're located in Israel. All the employees are located in Israel. What is unique about being in Israel and how has that helped your business? I think that in terms of operations, of course, it's easy for us as Israelis to work in Israel and execute a clinical study in Israel in the Tel Aviv Soraski Medical Center. I don't know if you were in an American company, a Europe-based company, how you would advance the program. It's hard to say. But uh, with regards to uh, specifically to Israel and Israelis, I know that working with Israelis is working in a fast pace and a very creative environment. And I think that this is definitely mandatory when you are dealing as a small company in the drug development business. What tips do you have for a startup that's trying to raise money? I think that they should, uh, first of all, believe in the cause that they are working for and know how to uh, convey the message to investors, to explain in plain words why the investors should take part of uh, their program and what is the return on investment for, for them. We are dealing with ALS and of course it's super important for us to advance an effective treatment for ALS patients. But when I'm speaking with investors, I need to present not just in an altruistic manner, but also 
what is the bottom line in terms of money, how much money they can make out of, out of this program. Otherwise, we won't be able to raise money and to advance this important program. So we need to present in the best way how the investors are going to make money if they invest in, in the company. And uh, I think that this message is quite uh, important when you are talking to VCs and uh, when you want to go uh, public. So you're focused on investors that are not only interested in helping out the ALS patients. As great as a goal as that may be, the investors are interested in making money at the end of the day. Yes, you're right. Bottom line is that the investors want to make money. We want to bring an effective treatment for ALS patients, and it goes together eventually. Once we introduced Prime C for ALS patients, and it will reach the market, you can definitely uh, count on the fact that the Neurosense team and well, investors will make lots of money out of it. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that being in Israel gives you an advantage over other companies that are located in different countries? I'm not so positive about it. I think that uh, when you look at, the, at companies uh, that are based in the United States, they usually ad- advance more successfully with the same uh, science, with the same operations, same stage that they are. They are more attractive to investors in many, many ways. We need to be better in order to draw attention from investors. And this is, uh, this is what we are doing, to, to be the best in order to draw the attention and to, uh, to get investments into the company and advance as fast as we can the program. Okay, thank you, Alon. It's been a pleasure meeting with you here. And uh, I'm wishing you lots of success, both for you, for the company, and for the patients that need it. Thank you very much, Avram, not only for the podcast and for having me here, but also for assisting us with the IP and uh, making it more attractive for investors eventually. That was Alon Ben-Nun, the CEO and co-founder of Neurosense Therapeutics. We hope you enjoyed this episode. There are many more to come. We'd love to hear about your startup and what you're working on. If you have a great innovation, we'd love to hear from you. Please contact us by going to jmbdavis.com forward slash startup. We have a special site specifically made for startups in order to help startups protect their innovations. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to being with you in the next episode.